You know, there's a saying in radio, you haven't made it until you've been fired. Well, then I can definitely say I've made it. A little frustrated. I'm back on crutches. Supposed to go out with some friends tonight. Like I said, we've done nothing. And now I'm trying to to get back up and out and do things. And I keep thinking, I'm beating this illness. Everything's good. I've made it. And then I get a little setback. Before I left my mat appointment, we made sure that my left piriformis muscle, my spine, everything was working. Well, throughout the day, the pain got worse in my left side. I feel like I've been kicked in the stomach. The pain is unbearable. And I went ahead and broke out the crutches because I said, why put myself through so much more pain trying to walk? I'll just use the crutches and then I can make it through this. And then I was like, this is such a miserable thing because when you start to feel your body going down, you can't stop it. No matter how hard you try, once that reaction is started, it's just a domino effect and it just keeps going and there's just nothing you can do about it. It's like when in radio, when you know, I mean, have you ever had a disc jockey say goodbye, say it's been nice, I'm, I've, this is my two weeks, I'm out of here. No, no radio station owner in their right mind would fire a disc jockey and then allow them to go back on the air. You do not give an open mic to somebody who's a little ticked off. It just doesn't happen. So when you're going to be let go at a radio station, the air around you, you can just tell, and then it's an effect, just like with the illness, like, oh no, there's nothing I can do. It's just going to get worse. That that reminds me, I, I was a producer for Steve Batten. I was a fill-in disc jockey, just doing whatever I could, any opportunity to get on air. I mean, to read the weather, to, to tell you the time, I was there. I was your girl. And I produced. And I was producing for Steve Batten. And he's, I mean, wow. He was, uh, sometimes you'll find disc jockeys end up doing a lot of different things. But he did, he was a, a, a pilot. He could fly a plane. And he lost it. Well, he lost his license, though, because he was flying a plane in from, uh, I guess, Mexico, Colombia, or something like that. And he ran out of gas and had to land in a field. Well, when they came to help him, it was like a cargo empty plane, but it was full of marijuana. So he kind of got busted for that and <laughs> gave up flying, but he ran out of gas. And they were going to let him go. Not because of that. They didn't care uh, about any, I mean, yeah, that that was just a different life, different time. But anyway... When I was at work with him one day, I could tell things weren't right and something was going on and he had a feeling he was going to be let go. And as a young disc jockey, you're like, oh man, I don't want this to happen, but oh man, I need to get in there. I need to get in that booth. And it happened within seconds. He was let go and I was on the air and I had to go from there. And it was an incredible feeling. It was horrible because you could no longer have association with the one who just left because they consider you the enemy. Yes, it's all political and radio. It's ridiculous. But that was the air at the moment. Now, the day I was let go, oh, 
goodness gracious, I had total, I, I had shoulder capsular shrinkage done on my shoulder, uh, like in 19, I don't know, 97, 98 or something like that. I picked up a rotor for a brake rotor and I felt my arm just give out. Well, they, I wasn't diagnosed yet. And they said my muscles had stretched out. So Dan, the butcher car, that's who I call him, Dr. Dan, the butcher car, did shoulder capsular shrinkage and he did it too tight. So for years, like, you know, 10 years after I'm just constantly complaining, I'm like the it feels like bone against bone. This just really, really hurts. And they called me a drug seeker. They told me all these things. I finally had a doctor take me seriously, went in and opened up my shoulder and sewed me right back up to wake me up, to tell me that I needed a complete shoulder replacement, that my bones looked like the ends of a frayed rope. It was actually bone against bone rubbing against each other. And the doctors didn't take me seriously. You bet your patootie, I went back to those doctors with those pictures to say, call me a drug seeker now. Because I get a little attitude and I get a little frustrated. So I get a total shoulder replacement. That was on a Wednesday. On Saturday, I needed to be on the air because I had a client and I needed to interview them and I wanted to be there for the client. I go in there, shouldn't have been in there. Um, I just had it done on Wednesday and I drove from Williamsburg to Norfolk and it was an hour drive plus. I get there, I get in and I feel like the, things aren't just right. And I knew things were going on in the station that, you know, like I said, it's a lot of politicking stuff like that. And I just knew something wasn't right. And when they told me that I could leave, that somebody was going to fill in for me because they were concerned about my shoulder, I just looked at them, and especially the man that I came there to interview, and I said, I have been interviewing you for seven years. And I said, it would have been nice if you would have been man enough, polite enough to maybe stand up for me, maybe, you know, be honest and let me know that you know what's happening. But they cut him some advertising deal and money spoke better for him. I had words with him later in life, but that's a whole other story. But as I was leaving the station for the last time, I was going down the road and the one and only time in my life that I have ever run out of gas, because when I'm at three quarters, I am filling my, my vehicle up. I ran out of gas on the way home and I had to call my husband and he had Wyland. They were at home. And I said, you, you're going to have to come get me. I'm out of gas. So he said, I'll be there shortly. So he goes and gets a gas can and comes to get me. And I tried to turn negatives into positive. And it was a tax-free weekend. That's right, tax-free weekend in Virginia. That's when they um, take all the taxes off of everything so you can go buy school clothes and, and things like that for, for ta tax-free. And then they threw in TVs and I was like, well, we need a TV. Let's just go get us a TV while we're down here. Cause we got stuck down in Newport news and there wasn't any place in Williamsburg at the time to buy one. So we went ahead and got a TV. So I turned that in to a positive my last day, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. And I can talk about it now because I had to sign an NDA and that has expired. So I have the podcast and I can have fun. And Waking up and needing to 
to use crutches. It's a bummer. And my mat specialist, she's shocked. She's like, everything was working before you left. I have no idea what is happening. And I think, I just think I can't be turned on any of I can be turned on. I can be. But I mean, my muscles cannot be turned on. Let's clarify that. I think my muscles have just run out of gas. I think my muscles were strangled so long and bound by that fascia that they're not palpitable, palpitable. They're, they're not, you can't, you can't push those suckers back on. Let's just use it. They're just not going to turn back on. And I have to accept that. And it's frustrating because I can't fill my tank with gas and get moving again. I'm trying to turn this in to a positive. And I've accepted the use of the crutches, which so irritates me because I, I hate, you know, I'm already six foot one, ton of fun, and already draw attention when I walk into a room. I don't need the extra addition of the coordination that I lack showing when I come in on crutches. But neither here nor there, I've got to accept it. And trying to find a positive in this, I make no money from this. I've said that a lot, probably to the point that you're tired of hearing about it. But somebody's listening because I check and I come back and people have been listening. And I am so grateful that you are. And if you can tell me how to make money from this, please be my publicity person. Help me out. I'd love to know how because I can't get back into radio because I can't physically get there anymore. This, I sit down, I have a thought like today. I had a thought and I said, oh, I'll just chit chat for a minute so I don't bore my husband with yet another story. I don't tell my son yet another, well, when we were kids kind of story, I get to tell you. And this is what I love to do. And if I could do it and make money at it, so I would not have to be dependent upon anyone else, I would be so grateful. And I think a lot of us with this illness would jump at the opportunity. I see people writing posts about not being able to use their hands and having to give up teaching or nursing. Something they've you know, fought so hard to do all their lives is now being taken away from them. So trying to find a positive here is I'm telling you, so in hopes that you can get better before you get worse. What is so frustrating is the way I am getting better is without medication, without surgeries. It is my body being remodeled. That's all it is. And that's what's so daggone upsetting about this is that it's been inside me this entire time. It did not have to get this daggone bad. So there's my positive for today. I'm telling you now so you can get help before you get beyond bound, before you get to the point that you can't tell where the pain is coming from in your body. Yes, I hate that it feels like I'm being stabbed in my left butt cheek and I feel like an elephant has crushed my abdomen. But you know what? I know where that pain is. Two years ago, it was all over my body. I couldn't even use crutches. So if you take anything away from this other than don't run out of gas when you're 
shipping marijuana via cargo plane. Always keep your gas tank full. And then realize sometimes that you need to maybe think differently and go outside of that cookie-cutter approach that the doctors have been using to fix you. You can fix your fascia yourself. I'm trying to learn how to turn my muscles on. I was pushing on my stomach last night and and all this morning going, oh, how does she do it? And I'm pushing and I'm pushing and I'm trying. (laughs) Now, if you follow us on Facebook, it's Fascinating AWOL Zebra. The podcast is just AWOL Zebra. We're going to talk about fascia. We're going to interview some individuals, uh, people that have experienced it. We're going to interview uh, patient advocates. We're going to interview individuals that have this illness and are thriving and they're trying to help others without charging money. Dadgummit. So there you go. Gas tank full. Marijuana optional. Maybe don't go to work three days after a shoulder replacement surgery. And enjoy your day. I'm Christy Lynn Hanchy. This is AWOL Zebra. Thank you for tuning in.